Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it's great to see you. Why don't you guys stand up? We're, we're just going to hop right in uh, to worship tonight. <laughs> you know, we've been uh, really praying uh, for these nights of worship this year, really setting our hearts on expectancy uh, that these are going to be culture-shifting moments in this body. And I just wanted to start tonight uh, by reading out of, out of Psalm 16, just before we get started. And it's only a couple verses, uh, but they're really good. And it says uh, in verse 11, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, as we were just uh, preparing for today, I think that was just a reminder You know, that worship isn't about us. It's about giving glory, honor, praise to the Lord. You know, and just the ability to be here tonight to worship freely is a gift. You know, Christ came and bore our sin, took our shame, you know, drank our cup so that we could approach his throne of grace with boldness tonight, amen. And so whatever you're going through, whatever season you're in, You know, if we really believe in the sufficiency of scripture, if we really take it to heart, this verse says that in his presence is fullness of joy. And so tonight, if you feel like you don't have joy in your life, then press into his presence because that's where you're going to find it. If you feel like you're missing things in your life, then press into his presence. Because his promises are true tonight, just like every day. He is ready to meet with us, but are we ready to meet with him? So we're just going to pray. We're going to prepare our hearts to step into his presence tonight. Just to worship the God who set us free. Amen. So Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, setting our hearts upon you. Lord, in this moment, we're setting the reset button. God, we invite your spirit to permeate this place tonight. The things that have our attention, have our focus, God, would you help us to get get them out of the way? Lord, we just want to meet with you. We just want to worship you. Lord, we know that everything we need is found in a moment of your presence. So God, we pray that over tonight. We're excited to see freedom happen in this place, yeah? And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys ready to worship? I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah My weapon is a melody And I raise a
All right, how's everyone doing? Good. You can go ahead and have a seat for a few minutes. I'm going to share with us from God's Word about prayer and worship, and then we're going to enter back into a time of worship and prayer. So I've been really excited about these nights of prayer and worship and to be able to set aside one Wednesday a month to be able to worship and pray together. And I think they're going to build as we go throughout the year and we get more accustomed to uh, praying together. Uh, First, uh, for me, God's really been challenging me in the journey of prayer and to be more dependent upon Him in prayer and to grow in the area of prayer. Uh, And it seems for me that uh, studying the scriptures comes a lot easier uh, than prayer. And so I've been excited to try to grow in prayer and growing close uh, to the Lord. And a few thoughts as we kick off these nights of prayer and, and worship. And the first is, is as we approach the Lord to come to him in faith. Uh, we see with Jesus that the group that he was the most hard on was the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious, if you would. And one of the things that he got them on was their prayers. And their prayers sounded really good in the words, but their hearts were far from God. And sometimes if we've come to church for a while, we've maybe mastered praying, if you would, but our hearts really aren't connected to the words that we're saying. And this is contrasted with a centurion. He was commander over some Roman soldiers, totally didn't know the Lord, not religious or any of these things, but he had one of his servants who was sick to the point of death. He comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, would you heal my servant? And Jesus was going to come to his house. The centurion says, you don't need to come to my house. I'm a man of authority and I know when I speak that it's going to be done, how much more so with you. Jesus gave him the compliment and said that he hadn't found greater faith in all of Israel. Because this centurion, he believed the word of God. And when we come to prayer, do we believe that God hears our prayers? Do you believe that you have a loving father that's hearing the cry of your heart tonight? And that's where we need to begin with prayer is that place of, of faith. And also as we embark upon this as a church family to understand that God doesn't move in our lives, in our church, based on our prayers. A lot of times we think, well, if we pray more, then God's going to move. And if we pray less, then then God's not going to move. And thankfully, God's a gracious God and good God. Amen? And He moves in our lives because He's good. And in Galatians, it talks about where do the works of miracles come from? Do they come from the works of the law or the hearing of faith? And the obvious answer is the hearing of faith. So it's not like we're going to pray real hard tonight to try to conjure up the move of God. No, God's already moving because he's gracious and, and he's good. So I, I don't want us to approach God in that kind of way, in that kind of manner. But then to really see prayer as an invitation to come and spend time with our Father. Tonight, as we worship and as we pray, as we get done here with this small teaching, we're going to enter back into worship. And each of us personally are going to get to make a choice if we want to enter into deeper relationship with the Father. And He gives us the grandest invitation that if we draw near to Him, that He'll draw near to us. He's already decided He wants to be near to us. He's just waiting for us to draw near to Him. He's waiting for us to cast off the cares of today and to come into His praise with thanksgiving, to seek Him and draw near to Him and to pour out our hearts uh, before Him. I wanted to read for us uh, briefly out of Exodus chapter 17. I think that this is a real picture of prayer. As Moses sends Joshua into his first battle as a, a general, Moses chooses to pray during this battle. 
So this is Exodus 17, verse 8. It says, Now Amalek came and fought with Israel and Rephaim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men to go out and fight at the top of the... Excuse me. Better take off my glasses here. (laughs) And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Ur went to the top of the hill. So how would you feel if you're Joshua? It's his first battle. Moses sends him into the valley with the enemy. And Moses says, peace out, I'm going to the hill. Like, good luck down there. But we're going to see what Moses is doing at the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. When he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. Did you catch that? So when his hands were lifted up, picturing prayer, picturing intercession, they prevailed. But when his hands fell, when they failed, when they got weary, then they started to lose to the enemy Amalek. And here's a really neat picture of praying together. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one at one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. So here comes Aaron and Ur, and they'd say, Hey Moses, you got to sit down. And then they came alongside of him, underneath him, and lifted up his arm, one on each side, and his hands were able to be lifted to the Lord, and they prevailed. They won this victory. So the message is clear from God here to Joshua, is that the battle is won and lost through prayer. And we have an opportunity to enter in and to pray for our families, our friends, to pray for schools, to pray for our church, to pray for our community, and God really uses prayer. So in verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, and I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. For he said, because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So Moses builds an altar and he says, the Lord is my banner. And that's prayer. When we're praying, we're really crying out, Lord, I want to be under your banner. I want to be under your protection. Do you desire that your life would be under the Lord's banner? Do you desire that your family would be under the Lord's banner? Do we desire that our church would be under the Lord's banner? The practical practical expression of that is prayer. To cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, please cover us. We want to be underneath your banner. So an invitation tonight to draw near to the Lord, to cry out to the Lord. The Lord wants to meet you. What are the things that are on your heart? What are the cries of your heart? What are those prayer requests that you have this evening? You know, one of the things that we do when we pray is we pray according to God's will, according to his word, according to the character and the nature of Jesus. When I was growing up, we used a math that was called Saxton Math was the curriculum. And at the back of your book, they gave you all of the odd answers, right? So what did I do? I always went and looked at those answers. I always got the odd answers right because I looked in the back of the book. But 
The teachers always wanted you to show your work, so you couldn't just write the answer. But you got to work the math problem having the answer. And really, church, that's prayer. We get to go about prayer already having the answer. We know what the answer is. God wants to save the lost. Amen? So we pray from that direction. We plead God's promises. We cry out to the Lord. We know that God wants us to be in a place of peace, a peace that surpasses understanding. So we pray that direction. We pray according to God's word. We pray according to his will. We pray according to who Jesus is. You know, if we pray a prayer, something like, Lord, I know you want me to be a millionaire and 2020 is it, right? The Bible tells us that we don't have prayers when we ask according to our own desires. So when our prayers are are selfishly driven and they're not driven according to God's word, to his will, then we won't receive what we answer. But when we pray according to the name of Jesus, we know that he answers. When we're praying according to uh, the heart of God. So press into the heart of God tonight. He wants to meet with you, what's going on in your life. And also he wants to put people on our hearts that that we pray for. So as we worship, if you want to go to a quiet part of the sanctuary and kneel before the Lord, or maybe you're singing part of the song and praying during the rest of the song, but really turn this time uh, over to the Lord. We'll worship for a while, and then I'm going to come back up and and break us up into groups, and, and we'll... Uh, have a prayer topic for us. So would you stand with me and I want to pray for us and we'll enter into this time of, of worship. Father, we thank you that you're a God that desires to meet with us, that you're real. Forgive us at times for just going through the motions of prayer. And we believe that You do hear our prayers. So we come to you with thanksgiving tonight. We come to you with praise. And we also come to you with our concerns, with our burdens. We just ask that you would bless this time. I pray that you would meet with each person that's here tonight. That you'd meet with us collectively as we pour out our hearts before you. So God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
the one we came to love Cause you're the one we came for You are the one we came to love The one we came to love You're the one we came for You are the one we came to love Just you, Jesus Just you, Jesus Cause you're the one we came for You are the one we came to love all our attention, all our affection Cause you're the one we came for You are the one we came to love Oh, we're here for you, Jesus Cause you're the one we came for And you are the one we came to love It's all about you, Jesus. Cause you're the one we came for. You are the one we came to love. Oh. Cause you're the one we came for. You are the one we came to
just before we continue in worship, there's this passage of scripture out of Mark chapter five, and it's uh, the hemorrhaging woman and Jairus, and they're approaching Jesus, and Jairus is, is hoping for the healing of his daughter, and the hemorrhaging woman is hoping for the healing of herself. And the crazy thing about the story is both of them risked so much just to be in the presence of Jesus. You know, Jairus was a temple official. He risked his career. The hemorrhaging woman was supposed to live set apart from everyone, not to dirty other people. And she risked her life just to touch the hem of his garment. And just before we go on tonight, like, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to take a risk on to enter into the presence of Jesus tonight? And maybe it's your comfortability. Maybe it's being vulnerable. Maybe it's doing something that you've never done before. You know, but Jesus never calls us to be comfortable. You know, we're supposed to push the limits, always be growing, always be seeking. And I just feel like tonight, there are some boxes in our life that the Lord wants to break open. I think our tendency is to put God in these boxes and say, oh yeah, like you live in here and you can only do what's in this realm of, of my understanding. You know, but the reality of, is, of that is, is we're going to be learning about God for eternity. So why would we limit him here? You know, just as Pastor Eric was talking about growing our faith, growing in our worship, growing in our prayer. I just think there are things tonight that we've been holding on to in our relationship with the Lord that God wants us to, to step out of those comfort zones and take some risks and he's going to meet us in those. And so there are things in our lives that, that hinder us, that hold us back always. But let's tonight, let's just take a few chances in, in our worship and in our prayers. You know, let's, let's worship more boldly just as we talked about, we can go to the throne of grace boldly. You know, let's, let, let's really focus on filling ourselves with faith and expectancy that the words that we're singing and the words that we're praying, that God's hearing them, that they mean something. So we're just going to continue in worship. Let's just posture our hearts towards that expectancy tonight.
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working.
right now, God, in this moment. Sit right now in this moment. Said, God, you're working in us. God, right now, you're moving in our hearts. Oh, we're available to you. Said, we're available to what you want, to what you have for our lives. God, you're so good, so good. God, you're so good. Oh, you're a way maker. When it felt like there wasn't a way, God, you made one. You're always working, always moving, even when we don't see it. God, we just want to trust you. Because you're good, God, you're so faithful. Oh, oh God, we love you. Father singing nothing 
could ever separate us Oh, what a wondrous day Oh, what a glorious way That I'm loved by the Father I'm bought with the blood of Jesus I'm not an orphan I found a place where I belong Loved by the Father I'm bought with the blood of Jesus so far to rescue me You were so strong when I was weak Every lie was buried Cause nothing could ever separate us I feel the grip of fear release It's heaven's love washes over the Father singing, nothing could ever separate us, oh, nothing could ever separate us, oh, what a glorious day, oh, what a glorious way that I'm loved by the Father. Yeah. 
sections of scripture for us. This is Jesus' invitation in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus offers for us to be yoked to him. A yoke is what oxen would wear as they would plow together. And Jesus is offering for us to be close to him, for him to see what we see and hear what we hear, feel what we feel to to be linked to us. But then for us to follow him, there has to be a leader uh, with these two oxen. So he takes the lead and we follow. And we have to go at his pace when we're following him. But the result when he's carrying the load is that we find rest to our souls. So tonight, if you find yourself weary and heavy laden and wore out, take Jesus on his invitation to to come to him, to be yoked to him and experience his rest. And as we break up into prayer groups, uh, Paul said this, uh, praying for the church of Ephesus. This is Ephesians 1 verse 15. It says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. So he prays for three things here, that they would know Jesus in a greater way, and that they would experience the reality of of who Christ is. But then the second thing that he prays is know the hope of his calling, and it's speaking of Jesus. It's know the love of Jesus. So know Jesus personally, know his love, and then know his power towards us. In just about a week and a half, uh, we're going to have an outreach here with Nick Wojciech, youth on Friday night, January 31st, and then adults February 1st and 2nd. And I would take, want to take the next five or 10 minutes as we're breaking up in groups and asking that God would really bless that. And pray Ephesians 1 over those that will be coming. Pray that they would know Jesus. Pray that they'd know Jesus' love, that they would know God's power and that God would be able to uh, set them free. And Nick's got a message of hope and purpose and we're praying that the Lord would bring those that are hopeless and lost and that the youth would be touched, that every generation would be touched with the love of Jesus Christ. So we're going to break up into groups of five or six and trusting that two or three in your group uh, feel led uh, to pray. And then just a few moments, we're going to head back into worship. But this this is an opportunity for us to draw near to God and, and intercede for those things that are on God's heart. So let's break up into groups of five or six and go ahead and introduce yourself. And then one of you say, hey, I'll start us off in prayer. And then when you hear the worship team uh, lead us into the next song, go ahead and uh, join us back in worship.
done with the high, no reason to wait. Cause my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the fire again and again and again and again.
began to breathe out of the silence. Come on, they came.
has lost its grip on me Cause you have broken every chain There's salvation in your name Jesus Christ, my living hope Jesus Christ, my living hope Come on, let's just give the Lord a hand tonight thanks again so much for being here can't wait for the next one god bless you guys and uh, we'll see you back here this weekend